Hey App Growth Community, welcome back to the App Growth Show, where we host mobile experts unlock valuable and actionable insights on how you can grow your app. No matter where you are in your app growth journey, we're here to help you reach your mobile growth goals. Let's dive right into today's episode. OneSignal is the most widely used customer messaging solution for push notifications, in-app messaging, email, and SMS. Its powerful yet easy-to-use multi-channel platform powers over 10 billion messages per day and is ranked amongst the top 30 mobile SDKs in the world. Brands we love like Shake Shack, Zynga, and Stadium Goods use OneSignal to increase customer retention. If you're interested in learning more about OneSignal, check us out at www.onesignal.com. Today, we're so excited to be joined by Josh Wetzel. Chief Revenue Officer at OneSignal, a market leader in the customer engagement space. Besides news, media, and e-commerce, OneSignal is incredible at supercharging the growth of mobile games, which is exactly what we'll be focusing on today, improving your mobile gaming experience through user engagement. Let's welcome Josh and Jennifer. Well, hello, everybody. This is Jennifer Sansone um, doing another episode of App Growth Network Show. And today, we're excited to have with us Josh Wetzel from OneSignal. Hello, Josh. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. So let's get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then uh, tell us more about OneSignal. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so what, real quick, I lead up our sales and marketing efforts here. Um, you know, I'm passionate about helping kind of the, the user journey and working on products that are, you know, evolving that. Um, and I've been here at OneSignal for three years. OneSignal, uh, interestingly enough, was originally a mobile app um, gaming company. So it was a, a mobile gaming studio in its initial incarnation uh, about 10 years ago or so. And they were building games, had some success with, with some of those games. Uh, had to build engagement functionality because early on figured out that that was crucial to success and, and really not just crucial, but essential is what they figured out. Um, so they built it and uh, over time they kind of opened it up to some friends and family and it took off and they actually changed the the, the model and, and actually started uh, raising investment around 2015 around a new brand called OneSignal exclusively focused on, on messaging, specifically push and in-app messaging. And over time, we've evolved to be full customer engagement for uh, for businesses. Um, just real quick, uh, company today supports about 1.3, 1.2, 1.3 million unique companies around the globe. Uh, delivers about 10, uh, more than 10 billion messages a day. Um, and as you can imagine, given our our, our roots, uh, very well adopted in the mobile gaming space. So we're a unified, a Unity verified partner. Um, we have thousands and thousands of active uh, Unity apps who use uh, or games who use OneSignal, um, but it's also expanded to be you know across the planet, across all sorts of business models, whether it's media, entertainment, e-commerce, um, you name it. There's a ton of industries that need this and use it, and particularly in the app space, as, as you guys all know, uh, it's critical to have really good engagement with consumers, and uh, that's where that's where we come in. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, of course, in the mobile space, sometimes that's the first thing you think about, right, is games and gaming. And um, it's just such a huge part of it. Um, we even gathered some statistics for our listeners here to give them an idea that the latest statistics say that there are about 2.69 billion mobile game players globally. And the game space dominates the total app store revenue 
the share at 66%, which that's kind of huge. Um, so kind of keeping yeah. that in mind of, of how big this is, um, how should gaming studios or mobile games in general think about retention? Like what sort of strategy should they have in such a huge space? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I spent a lot of my career actually on the acquisition side as well. And I've, I've been in marketing roles and, and worked at different, different companies, whatnot. I've always been surprised, quite frankly, how little companies think about retention historically. And I, I think I've thought a lot about this, had a lot of good conversations with, with folks in the industry. I, I think it ultimately comes down to it's, it's easy to quantify that I bought a download and that download, you know, started using my, my game or started using my app. Um, and it's not as easy to how do I change and bend the curve for retention. Um, but, you know, what's, what's ultimately going to happen is I think partly through what's going on with, with iOS and the privacy changes that are happening in the market, and, you know, both Android and, and iOS are moving to a model where it gives consumers a lot more choice. Uh, it's going to force, I think, the businesses, mobile game uh, studios, you name it, to be more thoughtful about when I acquire a user, how do I nurture them to success? And what we found is, you know, we, we work with a ton of very large gaming studios, um, but also many you know, kind of mid-sized gaming studios. The ones that do it really well are thoughtful about this. You know, I got a download, but how do I make sure I get them to set up or get to the first point of value, right? How do I get them into the game, for example, and to connect with a few other people? How do I keep their, the nurture, the interest up? Um, and those ones are, are smart and they're using a bunch of tools, right? They're not just using push notifications. They're also leveraging in app messaging. They're, they're leveraging the, the gameplay and the journey and the strategy into this experience to make sure they're engaging them when they're in and not in the, in the game. Yeah. I mean, we, to your point, we still get that a lot, right? Where it's like, you know, we'll, we'll talk to clients and it's, it's all about how many downloads can you get me, right? Like it's about. I want a million downloads where it's really, you know, that, that education process where you can get as many downloads as you want, but if you have them churning before they even get through um, one game, then you're missing a huge opportunity, right? And, and in the end of the day, they're users, but they're not quality users, the ones that are going to be engaging. So, so it's interesting that you're saying, you know, you're saying the exact same thing and you're right. I think it's probably like an industry wide thing where, so much attention is on the acquisition side, um, which kind of brings me to, to the next question that we have. So you guys um, actually recently published an ebook. Um, it's called Mastering User Communication in Mobile Games. And uh, you guys do provide an interesting perspective in this area of user engagement and mobile games, um, saying that even you know, push notifications, in-app messaging, SMS texts, they can actually improve the overall gameplay itself. Can you uh, maybe get into that a little bit deeper and take us through like, how, how is this so? Yeah, so, you know, just to close out on that last point, which I realize you're, you're asking, what's the overarching strategy? I, I Look, I think people have to continue to do acquisition. And of course, we, the, a lot of the studios we work with have a, a really mindful, thoughtful strategy around LTV, and how do I continue to, to, to nurture a consumer, give them more value, either get them into a new game or you know, cross-manage cross uh, across the network. Um, but they need to spend more time there. I think when we look at the expenditure, it's like 85, 90% of dollars and resources are more on the upfront and a smaller portion is on the, on the back front. 
in mastering user communications in mobile games, it's it's really talking about kind of these these four or five core, what I would call um, uh, areas, if you will, of you know the experience of a user, right? So the first one is going to be the 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 downloading of the game, the onboarding of that user, right? Getting them, getting that player, as we call them, um, to that point of of knowing how to engage with the game, play the game. That's a critical first step to reducing churn. Um, and something like 96% of all players will, will churn within one month. And that's within the top 25 all, uh, of, of all mobile games, top 25% of mobile games. So that's a massive number. If you can just move that a little bit, you're gonna see much longer life cycle. Your LTV is gonna go up and, and whatnot. So first and foremost is, is onboarding um, and getting them right. Second is gonna be game experience, right? Enhancing that game experience, leveraging tools, both whether it's push, in-app, you know, increasing the, you know, obviously I'm biased against those tools specifically, um, but but also doing things within the, within the experience to make sure there's consistency, they're building the value, right? They're, they're getting uh, entertainment out of it, right? At the end of the day, this is about entertainment. Um, and so the in, enhancing game experience is really critical. And then just, you know, the third, but probably the one that people most talk about is the re-engaging players. So, that's the thing most people do with push. It's the, like, how do I bring them back into the app? How do I re-engage them in their dormant? Um, so I don't want to leave that out, but I think people do a good job of that today. I think the onboarding and then enhancing the game experience around levels or driving a, a competition when they're in the game and or out of the game, that's very important. And then I think the, the thing that probably most people want to do, but don't necessarily do it enough is the, the kind of the driving the revenue component. Now, most games, have an in-app purchase component, whether you're buying levels or you're buying, you know, swag uh, or customizing a character, whatever it may be, um, leveraging, uh, not necessarily push, but in-app messaging, screens, interstitials to, to drive that value prop and, and continue to people be thoughtful about it. Um, and I think that right now, you know, from a best practice standpoint, you know, you need to be thoughtful, not just of the push, um, and driving people back in, but think about other tools, whether it's SMS, right, getting people to, to commit or even email for that matter, a lot of mobile game studios and quite frankly, mobile apps in general, they think of themselves as mobile first, why would I care about email? Well, email is an additional channel where 20, 30% of your users still, still use it. Um, I may not be one of those, right? I'm, I'm over email. Uh, I don't check my, I check my personal email once, once a week. Uh, but there's a certain percentage of population to do. And so adding that's important. And then optimizing that experience across that journey, right? So knowing that, hey, this user engages with email, let's, let's re-engage them with email, or let's try to get them, bring them back into the, the new version of the app or something we've uh, out of the game that we've, we've, uh, we've enhanced. So ultimately, uh, mastering uh, communications in mobile games is, is about talking about those, those core tenants of onboarding, um, game experience, um, the, in the re-engagement of, of dormant players and then driving, you know, IAP or driving just, you know, plays, page views, if, if, if uh, ad revenue may be your primary source of, of uh, funding commercialization. Um, and it's a, it's a good book. It talks a lot about um, some of the, the things going on in the industry and kind of goes deeper a little bit around the best practices in each one of those, those areas. Well, that kind of really touches on uh, same you know, for us, the whole idea of the life cycle, right, of the funnel, of, of that marketing funnel, of how there's, you know, a stage and 
every stage has its purpose and every stage kind of has a strategy that's meant to, you know, foster whatever that business goal is at that, at that stage. So kind of um, tagging on to what you were just saying about all of these different elements that come together. You guys also published a, a case study. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, some some real uh, client results of, of for Blue Wizard, um, that they're uh, a gaming studio and they're among the top 100 gaming creators of all time. So kind of a big deal. So can you walk us through like, how did they use one signal? What kind of results did you guys get for them? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. And there's, and there's several others, by the way, in there. Um, they're, they're not just the, the only one that we, it's, it's one of the things that's wonderful working here is we have, uh, folks using us with 100 plus million MAU, um, and they're you know you see a wide variety of how people are engaging. Um, I, look, I think for Blue Wizard specifically, you know um, they're using us in a pretty pretty traditional way uh, in the sense that they're you know they're, they've got they're using both uh, and, and some of them by the way are are they're not a full mobile um, app. They've got uh, web based games as well. Um, but so they're they're using it as an engagement and onboarding to, to build loyalty, right? So they want people to to engage, opt in. Once they have that opt in, they know that the percentage of, of engagement goes higher. They have a deeper relationship. They can actually create a journey. Um, they can create that life cycle for the player, um, and, and ideally extend the LTV. And and so that's what they're doing. They're they're prompting at at specific places. Um, and then they're leveraging that to drive that journey. When those people fall off the journey and, and it looks like they're not coming back, they're, they're doing um, using automation to do re-engagement with those, with those users. Um, and they're personalizing those, user, or those, those messages based on where they left off in the game, uh, you know, how active they were, um, and various kind of attributes they have, which, which by the way, is really critical. And the more personalized it is, doesn't, you know, you wanna stay away from creepy, but providing enough personalization to say, hey, actually, that's right, I left this port in the game or I was connected to this person and we were competing is really important to drive that, that you know, it's really capturing attention, quite frankly, because we get bombarded with these messages. If they're non-personalized, it's, it's easy to avoid them, right? There's no emotional kind of impact that happens when they see it. Um, and so in the case of Blue Wizard, we're able to, to grow their, their loyal audience and, and grow their, so essentially their, their, their loyal list. Um, and then drive just engagement for them. So seeing much increased engagement with those people. And I just want to stress this point. It's sort of self-fulfilling, but that's why it's important to stress it, is people that opt in, there's, they're, they're essentially raising their hand to say, hey, I really like your product or your service, or I'm at least intrigued enough that I want to learn more and I want to be connected to you. So of course, they're going to be more engaged over time, but that's exactly who you want to identify in any business, but specifically even in mobile games, like you want to know the people that are excited about that. And so the more you can capture them, whether it's push, whether it's email, SMS, you can build that direct relationship and you're not going to return and, and engage and keep 100% of those people, but you want to keep as many as you possibly can. One of, the, one of my mantras is, you want to turn every every user, every player into an evangelist of the product. Like that's the ultimate goal. You're not going to complete 100% of that, but this is a critical way that you can build a relationship with a higher percentage of those 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 players, those people that download your app. And the more you can bend that curve positively, the more it has a, a, a monumental positive impact on your business results. 
Um, for for your other clients that you work with, do do most of them use this you know cross channel approach where it's the email and the in app, and do most of them take advantage of of this um, breadth of communication? Uh, no, they don't. Unfortunately, uh, it, we're seeing amazing results from it though when people do. I think at the very beginning, just using push and in app messaging in a mobile app is critical because it's a, a really complimentary tool where you, when someone downloads the app, you can use the, the in-app messaging to drive an onboarding sequence. Um, when they come back into the app, you can use it to populate kind of, hey, there's new this new thing happening. Um, you know, in, in, in mobile games, it could be like, hey, we've got a new game that is a new a next level of this, or we've got a new next level, or your, your friend or your competition has done X, Y, and Z. Conversely, push is, is great to continue the value prop in real time when they're outside of the, the app experience, right? It's, it's helping them bring you back in, helping you keep engaged. Um, you know, I find that the, the messages are great in terms of just enabling me to be, un, to be connected to, um, to the game, right? And understand like what's happening around me, you know, is, is my friend, you know, further ahead or challenging me to, to a session, whatever it may be. But the combination of those two things are really critical for onboarding. It's critical for driving those revenue events. Um, and so the, the combination of the two do really well. I, the reason why I'm bringing up uh, email and SMS is I think those are underutilized categories, particularly for mobile games. Um, and where we see people doing you know, more than just push. And by the way, a lot of people are doing email or they're, they're trying to SMS, but they're not doing it in a coordinated fashion, right? You, if you put those things together, you can now have a single view of Jennifer in my game, and I can have a conversation with you in the channel that you most prefer and, and engage you. Are you gonna get 100% of your users to give you all your information? No, that's not realistic. But the more you have a, a, a knowledge of that user, the more you can build a long-term relationship and continue to deliver value and keep them, keep them coming back. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, so, do you kind of see this becoming more of a thing where people will start to realize, like, hey, I can actually, you know, get more leverage from using email and and text? And do you think that that'll be something that'll maybe catch on? I, I do. I, well, I think email's tried and true. If you talk to a traditional digital business, or actually, quite frankly, any business. Um, they, you know, email is sort of the what they call the customer engagement workhorse. So they're they're definitely using that. Push has become a really dominant uh, channel for mobile specific, but is is kind of a is a nascent but growing channel for web based businesses. Um, I believe that SMS used in the right areas makes a lot of sense. SMS is pretty expensive relative to the others because um, you have a per message sent cost. So. You really want to do it with um, dormant users. You're trying to, to re-engage or when you're trying to drive in-app purchase. It's a, it's a very great tool for e-commerce type things like order confirmation and things of that nature. Um, but I think email is an underrated for mobile games and quite frankly, mobile apps in general. I think it's an underrated channel that a lot of people aren't using yet or they're using it in a very nascent way. And it's a nice way to grow the audience. Um, and I think in-app messaging in particular is something that not enough companies use. Like we see it, we've got a ton of, of case studies of this, by the way, I won't go through all of them because most of them aren't mobile games uh, today, but where they add 
in-app to push and the number it's it's kind of one plus one equals three one plus one equals four it's it's a pretty substantial um uh growth in the engagement you see in driving people to those 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 inflection points of value within the the app or the game experience and things of, of that nature uh, just because i'm curious because um you know, I can maybe see how, you know, someone in the mobile space for gaming would think like, oh, SMS, you know, do I really need it? But um, why do you think, why do you think that whole in-app messaging idea isn't super popular? Is it just because push is such a big thing that that's the, all they're focused on? Or like, what's that missing element with the in-app messages that isn't like, you know, kind of, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, and I think I'm speaking more broadly around mobile apps in general. Uh, for games, I, I believe a lot of the games, especially the larger ones, they've built this functionality internally. Sometimes it's not connected to the one signal push SDK. And so therefore the, the conversation isn't, uh, isn't as cohesive, but they care deeply about the game experience, right? So they're building these things in-house and it's a engineering project. It takes a lot of resources. Um, and I think they find that it, it really works. Um, I, for others, maybe they don't have the resources to continually build that. And so they don't leverage it, um, but they should because when they do, and we've seen this time and time again, it really does enhance, the, the combination enhances it a lot. So I think more uh, in mobile games, uh, sort of game studios do use it than, than don't. Um, but it's it's a really important thing. Everyone should be using it, and not just for mobile games, but every mobile app, because it it creates a, a lot of flexibility to do promotions, to do, you know, add when you add new functionality to highlight that, drive that education, um, you name it. But if you if you download a in most uh, large mobile games that are established and have uh, had success, they usually have some. There's some onboarding experience that you get that they've custom built, or they're using someone like a One Signal. Um, or they're, you know, or they're, they have some of these like interstitials that are happening within the experience. And, and to, to address your one point, like why haven't they, or, you know, why have they not adopted? I think a lot of it is because they care so much about the customer experience and the game experience and being consistent that most providers, um, you know, most of the people that, that compete with us, if they provide in-app messaging capabilities, they haven't provided the functionality to truly customize, right? So that it's either, it doesn't do landscape mode, or the the product itself like is limited in how much you can design it, um, and that's something that because of our gaming roots, we we taken great pains to build both carousel modes. You can go through landscape, portrait, a lot of flexibility on colors and HTML, um, and so we've made it in such a way that's very extensible. We've have some really big brands like in the U.S. There's a there's a food um, quick service restaurant called Shake Shack that uses one signal across multiple channels. And they've customized their in-app messaging for promotions, whether it's a, a 420, um, you know, eat this burger and fries with your with your 420 fare today, or it's um, announcing a unique products or you know uh, food in regions because they do collaborations in different cities, and so they they're they're using that example where they really care about the user experience and they're able to kind of brand it in a in a very custom way for their users but take advantage of the flexibility and versatility so they don't have to like rebuild these things each and every time they want to do a promotion. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you just touch really quickly on the role of uh, A-B testing? Yeah, um, A-B testing's 
critical. I mean, it's, uh, you, you just want to talk about in terms of why people should do it or is it in like the form how, of a specific message and channel? Yeah, like how, you know, uh, one signal kind of approaches that, um, just that, that concept of A-B testing. Um, yeah, maybe why to do it and how specifically like the best practices are for A-B, proper A-B testing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we allow what we call multivariate. So, you know, more than just A, B. So you can test three, four, five, I think up to 10 total variants in a, a given time. And and the one that wins out, you can auto uh, grow. Um, so you can auto send to the, the mass. Um, I think it's important to test, uh, you know, messaging, particularly headlines, um, you know, message types. Uh, and particularly what we see, and not to go too in the weed, but in, in push in particular, emojis, some level, basic level of personalization, they drive real large uh, increase in engagement. So engagement being clicks, uh, view throughs, kind of, you know, think it's having a, a bigger impact with, with than without. So testing two or three different variants uh, is, is really important for broad-based promotions. If you're doing automated messages or you're doing some kind of onboarding sequence, Test a couple variants, figure out what works, and then go with it, right? And you can't test all the time every single message. I think that that just becomes cumbersome. Um, but we believe very much in in testing, using multiple variants to to figure out what's going to work best, and then scaling up the message volume based on the ones that are working best for your audience. And that's something something through uh, you know a tool like One Signal is is pretty easy to set up, right? That's correct. You you can you can A B test any message. Uh, you can you can create diff, you can create multiple variants. You can decide. I mean, basically, we have a, a default kind of test amount where you're it's going to a, a subset of your traffic. Um, it's looking at which ones performing better. You can we actually have event tracking, so what we call outcomes. You can set an outcome in your app to uh, to drive an specific event. So it could be driving people back in to make a, an IP per, uh, uh, purchase. It could be, um, you know, it could be sign up. It could be changing, you know, your avatar, it could, whatever it could be. And you could do an A-B test against that outcome um, and, and see how the messaging's delivering against your, your stated goal for that particular campaign. Um, so you can basically, you'd have a lot of variability within this. But I think just at the very least doing um, testing of, of you know, the treatment around the headlines, um, and then scaling against that is is sort of a, a standard best practice that should be used, particularly in any major campaigns. So if you're driving a campaign for a new game, you're driving a campaign for a level or uh, you know some new um, uh, product or digital good that you're going to sell, um, those are all really good areas where you you want to make sure you're optimizing for for performance. Great, great. Um, well, before we wrap this up let's uh while we have it here let's pick your brain a little bit for um as far as like the future of of user engagement in the you know in the gaming category like where do you see uh user engagement playing a role moving forward like into 2022 are things going to change like how is that going to look in the future yeah so i mean my non-controversial response is i think gaming is ahead of the ahead of the curve here and i think they already do a, a really good job i think there's there's optimizations as i mentioned in app being an area for some that aren't using it i think um, email for some that aren't doing it um, sms for fairly high value uh, kind of areas where you're trying to get you know whether it's whales back in or or engaging or or you know celebrating you know a, a whale in the game um, 
But I think it, you know, I just think it becomes more important. And I think there's, I believe um, there'll be more investment in terms of just thought and, and probably uh, actual resources in terms of people and, and, and funding for more of these tools as games realize that, hey, I need to, I need to really think about LTV in a more serious term. I can't just like monitor it. I need to invest in the tooling, the analytics, um, you know, the messaging. I need to add new channels to maximize kind of that, that LTV versus constantly just focusing on the, the upfront acquisition side. And just final question, just for fun. Um, do you play a lot of mobile games? I used to. I still do because I'm in a mobile gaming centric uh, company. In fact, we we still have a, a few games that we produce. We've got um, we've got big like arcade style games in our kitchen, even so Street Fighter um, two and uh, Pac Man. Um, so oh, I do. Going old also, school. <laughs> um, it's going very old school. Very old school. And I've got kids, so I'm I'm doing console as well with my with my son and, and daughter. Um, so I, I love games. Um, but you know, part of it is is helping uh, helping them survive and grow, and, and it takes away some of the time I have to play the mobile specific games. But um, but it's a wonderful space. I mean, look, the pandemic has been wonderful. Like it's been really horrible in terms of changing our lives and, and all of the sort of devastation. But it's been wonderful. Uh, you know, the, the the silver lining has been for mobile games in particular. Usage is way up. I think people have really found it. It's been a, a diversion, a really healthy diversion for us to keep us sane during this the last 20 months. Um, and I think the industry has really leapt forward before because of it. So I'm really excited, um, you know, for what's going to come in 22 as as we've advanced and there's just so much more engagement and and it just like our behaviors have changed to the point where we're now it's part of of what we do, how we entertain ourselves. Great. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, Josh, thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank you so much for your time and for your expertise and sharing uh, your thoughts with us. Um, and any parting thoughts for us? Uh, thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, partnering with you all. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the year ahead and, uh, and looking forward to listening to the podcast when it comes out. Fantastic. Thanks again, Josh, so much. And uh, you have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of the App Growth Show. We hope you were able to take away some actionable insights for your customer engagement strategy to improve your users' gaming experience. Josh actually also hosts his own podcast called the One Signal Podcast. So please check out his podcast by following the link in today's show notes. If you found today's episode to be helpful at all, please visit appgrowthnetwork.com and that's appgrowthnetwork.com and book your free call with us today to supercharge your mobile growth. See you in the next episode. Bye for now. You can now listen to this episode on Newsly, a powerful audio news aggregator that will keep you engaged with valuable information at your fingertips. Even better, you can now download it for free from www.newsly.me or directly from the App Store and get a one-month free premium subscription by using our exclusive promo code AGNP0D2021. And that's AGNP0D2021 to enable a distraction-free listening experience.